Well, guess who this is popping into your ears on this fine whatever day that it is that you happen to be listening to it. I am so glad to be jumping back on the airwaves for our first season and our first episode of 2022. I am your co- your host. No, I would be your host, Katie Dean. Welcome back to Simply Complicated. Yay! I'm the only one here clapping. It feels a little bit weird, but not one of the weirdest things that I've ever done. This episode is going to be titled, What Has Changed? Because this was something that I was sort of thinking about this morning, but I will jump into all of that after the music. But this year, we are going to be working in seasons. So this will be season four of Simply Complicated. I'm thinking around 10 eps a season. We have amazing guests lined up. We have cool topics. We have, you know, like we've got things, okay? We've got things. I'm hoping to bring on some amazing sponsors so I can get them in your ears and get you guys some amazing deals happening. So I hope however your year has started that you are ready in this moment right here to take a breath and we will start our year 2022 right now. Welcome back. I know I just said that, but then we had some music, so I feel like I need to welcome you back again. I'm really glad to finally be in a space where I have the time, I have the brain space, I have the capacity, and I have something to give to you on this podcast. And today that has finally shown up. So it's no secret that everyone has been, you know, um, firing back massive curveballs of the past sort of six to 12 months, two years really. And it really started to take its toll on me. Like I actually didn't have, like we saw, you would have seen if you're following along with the potty quite closely, that there were bigger gaps. Like I was being able to um, put out a podcast every single week for a while there, but with school lockdowns, with uni, with my own mental health and well-being. And I say that in a really kind and gentle and like mental health, like it's been good. But I also like um, know that my capacity to give to everything was really diminished. So I had to be very selective, lovingly selective in what I showed up for. And I didn't, I did actually have a goal last year that I wanted to hit the 100 episode mark for Simply Complicated before I clocked over to 2022. But one thing that has become so much a part of my well-being strategy is giving myself grace. And I will never show up here half-assed. Like if I'm just showing up to anything just because it's going through the motions or like it's something that I should do, I don't want to borrow it. Like if I am not going full send and I'm not completely present and here and adding value, then it's a no from me. Like it's a very hard pass, like rock hard pass. So I'm very thrilled to be here. And um, for the next couple of days, that's what I will be doing is getting my guests organized for 2022. I have three in my mind and I've already tentatively like flagged it with them. And I know that you're going to love them. But without like I won't like full name drop because 
we haven't got like it lock locked in and I don't want to be that person to be like even though I just did it oh it's so annoying when people go oh you should see what I'm cooking up and they don't tell you it's like bish just tell us hey like what's with all the secrecy or just tell us when you know we can actually do something with it like what's with all the pausing so I have been humming and harring over and again it's just procrastinating and it's also that's fancy fear and I've also been you know wanting like using perfectionism as like a scapegoat which is also a type of fear people think that being a perfectionist which I am not by the way I will call it resisting but perfectionism People think it's a good thing. Like I actually remember going to a job interview and them going, what's your biggest flaw? And I was like, oh, actually, no, I nailed it because I was like, oh, I'm actually a perfectionist. But, you know, thinking that was super cute and the rest of it, which, you know, 23-year-old Katie was adorbs. But perfectionism is actually, again, it's another form of fear. It's like fear in high heels. And it's a way that we stall ourselves and like full cock block ourselves from showing up in the world, right? It's like, why does this need to be like that? Really, you're saying that everything needs to be perfect. And I'm using like obnoxious air quotes. But basically, you are cock blocking yourself from putting something out into the world. I'm a mad fan of done is better than perfect. Like you don't have to write the next best-selling book. You just need to start writing. You don't have to go out looking the best that you've ever looked. You literally just need to put some clothes on. You know, like if we change the parameters and we move the goalposts and lower the bar, it's far more likely that we are going to keep showing up. For ourselves and we are going to get things done and then the more that we get things done we start building momentum and once we get that momentum we build our confidence and you know it's all this cycle first we just need to start right so I was humming and harring about what my first podcast was going to be for the year and that was like actually just you know I was just ruminating on that I'm procrastinating and I thought, well, the common sense thing would be to talk about my word and which is for 2022 knowing, but I wasn't really feeling like inspired to talk about that, but I will. But what I really wanted to talk about, so here we are, I've circled the wagon, I have come back, is the theme of what has changed. Where has the time gone? And where's my value systems at? So I was looking at what I've achieved these holidays and the last 12 months. And I'm going to be honest with you. It, look, if I was to write it out, it would still be a little, huh, that's pretty cool. But off the top of my head, there weren't many big ticket items that like are your big attention grabbing things. Like I thought... Maybe I should have written, like I started shooting all over myself. Like I should have written another book by now. I should have done this. I could have done that. Why haven't I done all of these things? Then I started to ponder because as always, acknowledge, ask, compassion, proceed. 
there are four steps when I'm ever working with someone and we're deep diving into um, understanding patterns, understanding thought processes. And I do that work with myself. Like even though now it's quite um, autopilot, like it's quite quick, I don't necessarily walk through those steps in that order, but I'm very observant. Excuse me. I haven't spoken that much unless I've been yelling at the boys, which by the way, full drill sergeant, full hothead because they are a lot and I love them, but they have been a lot at different times. Like every other parent um, or carer, I'm sure can relate to school holidays, um, is no joke with kids and especially now that they're fighting. Anyhow, well, this is, you know what, this actually is relevant. So I was doing my acknowledge that I'm sort of starting to like trip, past trip um, and spiral a little. Well, it wasn't even bad. Like I was reflecting, you know, like it wasn't heavy or dark. It's just like caught myself going, huh, because I felt the shift in my body and I realized like, why haven't I achieved some, you know, big laundry list of amazing things this year. What has changed? And I started thinking back to how did I write those two books, like one in each year? Oh, that's right. I only had one child who was small and napped. Um, So I wrote Becoming Brave in the spare time of, you know, when he would nap and I felt inspiration strike and those sorts of things. But I really finished it when I separated from my husband. I was pregnant with Oki. And I had like when Archer would go for the weekends, I was sitting at home pregnant and so I would write. So I had these blocks of time, right, where I was undisturbed and in a really introspective way and doing a lot of growth work through that time. So Technically, I'd write it when there were no children present and they were napping or they were with their dad. And flash forward, then I wrote Messy and I wrote Messy quite quickly. I wrote Messy for me um, whilst also parenting and coaching and, you know, solo mumming it. I wrote Messy again when the children were either at their dad's, they were napping or I would stay up after they went to bed because I had you know, all these thoughts and no one to talk to really because little people don't generally speak a lot and they also don't really care about what I've got to say. And it was really cathartic for me as well to talk about messy and how messy life is and how I was navigating that and the happiness factor that comes or the the relief that comes from lowering the bar. And I wanted to share that with the world as well. But again, my availability and my pockets of time and my desire to stay within my house and not be social was very different to what my life and my availability and my capacity and my desires and what would be best for my growth and my wellness and my mental health compared to now. Like now and then my needs and my capabilities are so vastly different It's like a night and day. So what has changed? What has changed in my priorities? What has changed in my life? My 
like ability to show up every day, my ability to put work out into the world. What has changed? What has changed? What has changed? Well, fuck tons. To be fair, I now have a four and a seven-year-old, almost five, almost eight, which blows my mind. And so we have been, I've been divorced for five years now, over five years. It was five years in December. And the boys and I have been like duding it for five years, just the three of us. So that while the physical load of parenting them has, you know, lessened, like it's less physical, the mental load of these loud, amazing, sticky, smelly, wild, boisterous, adventurous, spirited, sweary, sweaty boys is so, it takes so much from me. Like I can parent them so much easier when we're out. Like I am not a great cook. I'm not that mom. I'm not the baker and that I did try yesterday. If you happen to catch my Instagram stories that day, I was like, look, there's some zucchini in these brownies, bitches. But really, I just grated a zucchini, which I also shared, grated a zucchini and threw it in a gluten-free baking, you know, brownie baking batch, which actually they were okay. Like, honestly, I'm no Martha Stewart, but the boys were stoked, blah, blah, blah. Also, they fought, fought every step of the way over who got to do what. Honestly, there's a reason that I don't cook. It's just not, it's not healthy. It's not safe for us. Like, it's not good. It's not good. People who enjoy cooking with their children, you deserve a saint or you have different children to mine because it's the most stressful thing. Anyhow, I was like, as soon as I did it, I was like, this is, this is why we don't do it. This is why we don't do it. You guys are the reason that mommy doesn't bake. So that's on you. Um, <laughs> so shit. Anyhow, my availability and my ability... I can't string two thoughts together when they're here to work, right? Even if they're on their devices and usually like I need to get out and I need to sun them and run them every morning. And you know what? I'm like this as well. I like to move my body. I like to get outside. And in that way, I'm the perfect mum for boys because we do it. But honestly, I feel like, oh, I honestly, it takes such a physical toll on me, these children, that like all the questions and all the activities and all the, I just get smashed. Like I'm not thriving. I'm surviving when we do our long stints together. And I wouldn't, no, I would change it. I would totally change it. It's really hard. Anyone who's like, I wouldn't change it for the world. Mate, I would. I I would. And we have, we are lucky we are so lucky. I know that we are one, some of the lucky ones. Like, mate, I'm very aware, but I still find it really hard. So if anyone who's seeing all these, um, you know, like you see snaps of us doing fun things, I, we're having a ball, but I'm also struggling, you know. So, yeah, they can coexist in the same place at the same time. But if anyone has any tips on how to make it easier, but I feel like we've just got to wait it out. I feel like we're shifting seasons. I feel like this is just what it is. This is not a parenting episode, but I do know someone that I want to bring on here as well. Actually, I'm just going to make a note of that. Just pause. Okay, I've done that. Thanks for waiting. Okay, so now we've established that my availability and my what's available to me, my energetic like waterfall, energetic fountain, 
my my energy, my cup. You know, you, you're picking up what I'm putting down. What's available to me is very different to what was available then because my priorities are different and my time is different. So we've had lockdowns and they're here. That means that my children are with me. They're with me 283 days of the year, right? We, yeah, so that's my parenting load. Um, in the split is currently 77%. I would love for it to even out a bit more and I'm working on that. But at the moment, that's how it falls. 283 days of the year. So I have the boys. And the thought of trying to string more than, like I can respond to emails. I can um, occasionally whip out an Instagram post, but mostly they're sucking the life from my eyeballs in terms of, my energetic output. Um, and so my creativity is skin. It, my creativity that is there goes to my one-on-one clients. It has been going to my university degree. So I'm almost, I'm in my third, because they do trimesters at ACAP, the Australian College of Applied Psychology. They do trimesters. So I've got three months and I finished my first year, which is major. So then I will have a diploma in counseling, but I think I'm going to go for the batchy. But learning and getting my brain to switch to that has been quite the, you know, kick in the pants, really. So what has changed? So rather than, um, you know, beat myself up for the fact that I haven't, achieved anything groundbreaking in terms of like publishing another article, creating an online course, you know, like things that would actually be really beneficial and that I would like to do. I've also got to cut myself a whole heap of motherfucking slack, right? Everything's changed. My core beliefs have changed. My definition of success has changed. My ability to show up has changed. My priorities have changed. I, my time has changed. And what gives me life has changed, right? And this is something that I really want you to think about. If you have ever found yourself, huh, comparing a little of column A to column B, comparing the woman the person, the individual that you are now to who you once were. Comparing what life used to be like before to what it is like now. How does that look for you? Have you been doing that lately? Because we we ponder a lot when the calendar year clicks over and that is completely normal. But I just want you to look at, we don't want to go back right? No one wants to go back. Well, I mean, if you want to go back, that's fine. But that's like pushing shit up a hill, a shit up a hill. Ooh, let's just make it broad. That's like pushing shit uphill. Hard, gross, not fun, sweaty, lots of flies. I imagine hard pass again. Going back to a version of our past selves or a place in our past or our history is impossible nor should it be the goal. I'm just going to put it to you because I know I've worked with a lot of women in my personal training days who were when I was my ideal weight. I want to go back 
to this weight or I want to be this version of myself or that version of myself. Honey, I really would like to invite you to let that go because going back to a past version of us that no longer exists is stifling us. What we can do is have a look at what was really like hardcore working for us at that point in time and what made us feel good, put that in one pile because that's important. Looking at what was flowing for us when we felt our very best and what behaviors we were using within our life and how our healthy habits were forming our life or our not so healthy habits, you know, all information. And then look at what has happened and what events have transpired between then and now. And if you need to, write that shit down. Sometimes you actually have to get it on paper and in front of you and look at it. Like, have you had massive health issues? Have you moved? Have you had relationship situations uh, present themselves? Have you had children? Have you lost jobs? Have you changed jobs? You know, like, have you been in a massive state of grief? Like, what has happened? What has changed? What amazing additions have happened? You know, like, get really clear on that, you know, because that is important. The next thing, where can I give myself grace, right? Like, where can I cut myself some mother trucking compassion and take it easy on myself? Because this is part of humaning and humaning is wild. Like this year, I'm going to run you through when I'm ready to talk about different aspects and different things when they don't feel like so hot button for me and they're not so raw, I will absolutely share with you some wild shit that I had to navigate um, this year. And it's very much where you, I talk about and I share from the scars. I don't share from the wounds very often, apart from one incredibly teary um, real-time video on Instagram where I talk you through... um, moving through something that's really challenging. Usually I share from the scars because otherwise it's just too open for um, opinion and interpretation. And I only share what I've moved through and healed and what I know to be true so that not one dang thing that anyone says or um, has an opinion on will affect me in that way and my healing process. Also, potentially another great podcast topic there is healing and sharing from the scars, not the wound. So where can I give myself grace? The next thing that I want you to have a look at is when, you know, you find yourself reflecting on what was and what is and what is different and potentially hacking on yourself a little bit there. What's truly important to me now? right? What is truly important to me now? Now, for me in this instance, because I don't have a guest and I don't have a coaching client on here, so I am talking about myself so that you guys have a point of reference, not that I love talking about myself. She says into the microphone on her own podcast, but I am, well, fuck, but I'm not actually talking about, I don't have to explain to you. I do not have to explain to you. (laughs) You get it. You understand. What is truly important to me now? 
So for me, what is important is getting through the day with my mental health and my wellness intact. It is feeling like I can show up for my life and the people in my life with as much vitality and energy and fullness as what is possible, is humanly possible. Uh, What is important to me now? Movement, how I feel within my body, my strength, how I feel within my skin, nature is really important to me. Connection is so important to me. My friendships, my relationships, my children, my family, experiences, life is so important to me. And having new experiences is gives me life. So that is where my energy has been going. So it hasn't been in creating tangible products because it's also like, I don't know when I'm living it and doing these things, that's life, right? And I don't know, and I haven't quite figured out yet how me living my life in that way is going to be a benefit to you. Even though I know that the best thing I can do for this world is show up as my full self. That is a hundred percent true. And that is, I can safely say for every single person listening for you, That is also going to be your best gift to this world. And the most important thing that you can do for your children, your loved ones, your friendship circles, your family is to show up, take care of yourself and show up as your full self, however that looks, because they deserve you and you deserve you more than anything. You deserve to be all about you. It's not selfish to put you first. But on the flip side of that is how do I share that with you when I'm not even sure it's that interesting to anyone else how I'm doing these things? If it is and you are curious and you do want more of the behind the scenes, please let me know. Um, But I also feel like that for me, I'm like, no one wants to see this shit. This is me. That's self-indulgent. Again, I'm not doing that. I'm haven't worked out quite yet how to share these aspects of myself and how I'm doing life because I just don't know how it's of value to you yet or if that's something that you want to hear about. So yeah, you can by all means share your thoughts with me on that. So that is where I've come to realize that I haven't achieved the things that I achieved back then because my life doesn't look like it did back then. My life looks vastly different. And that is wonderful. Thank goodness, because that was really lonely and really heavy and really dark times. And my writing and connecting with you guys via my writing and doing things like that saved me so much pain. And it made me feel less alone. And it made me feel like I had something to offer the world through my books and my courses. Because we have the course. I haven't even, I see, I don't even talk about these things. I should talk about these things more. I have Onwards, a short course in Letting Go, which was so beautiful to create. That's also up there on the website. You know, but we're always moving through these different versions of ourselves, right? We're always recreating, we're always rebirthing. But nothing blooms all year round. Nothing, like not every season is a winner. Where is this quote that I wrote? Let me find it. Some years ask questions, 
others answer and some we wish we'd let go to voicemail. I kind of feel like last year was back in my in the trenches like I was literally while there were so many beautiful moments it wasn't pretty for me like it was heavy it was survival it was especially the end the end of the year raked me over the coals anyhow yeah so expecting to achieve the same things and the big ticket items and have it look the same way and feel the same way is just like asking for trouble. So let's not do that. So while I could keep talking about this topic for a really long time, I actually have been talking about this topic for a really long time. To wrap it all up in a nice little bow, perhaps you want to screenshot this and, you know, keep the a timestamp of it to listen to later. Perhaps you want to um, write these questions down to save, to journal on them. But whenever you catch yourself, you know, comparing a version of yourself now to a version of yourself from the past or what you are achieving or your output, what that looks like now compared to a version of time in the past for journaling prompts or questions for you. What was life like then? And get really clear on it. Like what was life like then where you're comparing yourself to? Second question. What events have happened and transpired between now and then? You know, what events have happened between now and then? Three. Where can I give myself grace? Where do you need to give yourself compassion? And where can you look at your life through a loving, compassionate lens? And number four, what's truly important to me now? And this comes back to defining what success looks like for you now and go on the macro and the micro scale, you know, go big, go small. What does a successful day look like to you now? And what would a successful life look and feel like for you now? And what would a successful day, this is the important thing, Not what it would look like, really. How would your successful, your most successful day feel? And work backwards. Like Then make your life a series of days that feel and look the way that you want them to feel and look. I am so glad to be back, guys. If you love this, please leave a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. If you didn't love it, don't worry about it. You don't have to tell anyone. You don't have to say anything. It's totally fine. If you have a friend that you think would get a lot out of this, please share it with them. Or as always, I would be so grateful if you would, you know, share it on Instagram and tag me so I can share or comment on anything on Instagram. I love connecting with you guys. It feels really good to be back for series four of Simply Complicated. Mwah!